For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McQueen with Sports Talker. Brandon, on this Thursday, today we're going to talking about the NXT from last night, which is actually a pretty decent show. There's a few things that were kind of weird. I did love that um, Kevin Owens was on guest commentary for the show. Really, really good. Really well done. I think I like that because it's just kind of a fun guest commentary spot. And he's been, he's been an NXT champion. I think he can make that commentary really fun and interesting as you're watching the show, which he did. Um... Also, I'm going to talk about the two big Thanksgiving Day games today, which is the Detroit Lions uh, and the um, uh, Green Bay. And then you have the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington Redskins, which, or the uh, Washington football team, which that's going to also be kind of interesting because the winner of that could take the division, which doesn't really matter. Division is still kind of bad. Sucks. So we'll get into that as well. Also, just some other little sports things around the sports world I'll be talking about before that. Um, but let's get right into it. So, like I said, today we're going to have two of the NFL games. I'll end with Dallas and Washington last, but I'll do the other one first. We were supposed to have three technically, but one did get moved. The Pittsburgh and Baltimore game is actually moved till Sunday. So we're only going to have two today, which not a bad thing. I think that's really good anyway. So we have the Lions versus the Texans. This two teams are not really that good. Lot, Texans have been kind of on a downward spiral. They really don't have any wide receivers. They their defense is okay. Um, it's gonna be the basis of all the quarterbacks you have: Matt Stafford, and then you have uh, the quarterback for the Texans, uh, who's been playing well and I think doing a lot. It's just not been. He hasn't been, uh, you know, doing what he needs to do to win. I ultimately think the Lions will end up winning this game. I think it's going to be a closer affair somewhere in the realm of like 30, uh, 21-17, somewhere in that range. I Ultimately, I think the Lions will have the better day overall. It's more or less the Lions are a str- been the stronger team, been the more fun team. Uh, even with everything gone on, I think the Lions have been, tried to bounce back a little more and tried to give, you know, feel like they can get some wins. Texans have been all over the place. You know, they fired Bill O'Brien early in the year. They let go over their top receivers to Arizona, and then from there, um, Winston hasn't pretty played really well. Um, I think it's one of the things where Lions will win. Like I said, tight affair. Maverick Stafford will play pretty well. 
and it's going to be a close fought game. I think the second game is going to be the bigger one. I think Dallas versus the Washington, the Washington football team should be fun. Dallas has a big emotional win. They beat the Minnesota Vikings in the last second comeback um, last week. They're still in the playoff race. I Like I said, right now it doesn't really matter because everybody in the NFC East is bad. Um, and I, I really think ultimately Dallas will win. I think... I think Pollard has a big day. I think Zeke has a big day. I think Pollard should be your starting running back, but Zeke has been off and on lately. Zeke hasn't had a 100-yard game yet this year, really. I think Zeke will have his 100-yard game today. Uh, I think um, I think it's basically going to be him in the running game. Start with that, and then from there, use the passing game to spread the defense with the Washington football team. I think Alex Smith's going to be played pretty well. I think the Dallas defense should should get to him. That's the main goal, get to him, stop the, you know, stop the run and kind of make Alex Smith move around the pocket. He hasn't played. This will be like a second, you know, second, third start, really. And I am just hoping, looking forward to what, see what Dallas does. We're, we're going to be at half, about, we have a third of the season left after this. Um, so looking to see how much, each team, how much Dallas improved and have they get in their role and groove as McCarthy's been the head coach? Seems like they have, so that's been a good. I think that's to be a good thing as we get to the second half of the season. But let's get into NXT from last night. NXT kicks off with Cancelor Ray versus Ember Moon. Uh, Cancelor Ray is with Indy Hartwell. They come out. They have this is a pretty good match. This match starts off with just some back and forth stuff. Um, Ember Moon's house of fire. She starts out just going after Candice. Candice kind of runs away, gets in the ropes, tells the ref to back her up. Then they fi- come back from commercial. They finally get into it. Candice on the upper foot, upper hand at one at points, and she just lost submissions, counter submissions. Um, Moon really is trying everything to win. She hits the eclipse, but she hits it on Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell does a distraction. Candice wins the one, two, three with. Uh, uh, I think it's called Twisted Sisters, that move, what she does. Then, after the match, we see... Uh, well, after the match. During the match, actually, we see Rick Gonzalez and Dakota Kai come out. They're staying at ringside. After the match, they beat up Emperor Moon and Leroy Lang. And it seems like we already had the four-man team, and we did. Uh, Candace cuts a promo backstage and says... Uh... You know, I already have I have Raquel and I have Dakota. Would you want to join a team? And they do. Um, after the, so they walk back stage after that and leave. Then we have a um, then we have a match. Or actually, before this actually, so then before actually one other thing. So Tony Storm also comes out. She tries. She's gonna help. She actually attacks her at the end of the match, beats her on the stairs. She actually joins Team Candice, so it's going to be Candice Ray, Tony Storm, Kota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez on that women's side for the War Games match. It's going to be really weird how they're going to do the War Games match in that small arena. Um, Tony says, you know, I just want to do something different, and this is a different Tony Storm. And I'm not surprised these four are together. It should be a decent match. It's going to be fun. Um, 
Then actually after this, we have Legato, a Decado del Fantasma video package. They talk about, you know, being the heads of the Cruiserweight division. They took out Swerve. They took out Atlas. They took out the Adonis. They've taken out everybody to be ahead of this vision. And they ain't going to stop. We're going to be the heads of this vision. And whoever comes first next, we're just going to destroy. Really good promo. And I like the... I like the fact what they did with the with Legato del Fantasma and the fact they're in this like really nice room with these really nice chairs. Like it feels like a faction and it does a very good job of like nice suits. The you know, they're sitting there just talking and having drinks and it's really well done in the sense like this faction is serious, this faction's classy, but they're also gonna beat you up when they need to beat you up. So it's it's a mix of both and they do both super well. I want to see what they do with Legato del Fantasma more. They've built them up very well. They need talent. I think you're going to have Real Mendoza and Joaquin Wild be in the tag division. We'll get to that later because we get something else in tag, the tag division later on tonight. I, hopefully, they're trying to build up the NXT tag division. I'm looking forward to either way. Um, then after this, we have... You see the um, Undisputed Era come out, come into the ring, and they're walking to the ring. They cut a fire promo, which pretty much says that, you know, Pat, you have these guys, but we ran XT. We did everything. And we are in destroy at War Games. But you picked Pete Dunne to be your man for the War Games match. We haven't picked anybody else. And then Kyle O'Reilly speaks up and says, I want to take him on. I faced Finn Balor. I've done everything. You know, I've done so much, and I want to take him on tonight. And and he's and he and uh, Adam Cole says absolutely. You know I like that. It's a great idea. So we're gonna you're gonna have Kyle, you're gonna take on Kyle O'Reilly, and we're gonna show you what we're made of. We have never lost a War Games match, a War Games advantage match. And tonight Kyle O'Reilly's gonna keep that trend. Really good promo. Really well done. I love how. The only thing about the promo was kind of weird. The way they talked at points didn't sound natural, which I agree with. It doesn't sound natural, but at least here's the thing: a lot of the promos they do in WWE and even and it, you know even in AEW, even even like Ring of Honor or some of the you know promotions like that, they don't sound natural because they're not like supposed to be. They're not like natural conversations. They're kind of more like snippets of things. So. Yes, it sounded odd. Yes, it didn't feel right. But it made sense. So I didn't fully hate it. I think it was a good idea. So then we cut to um, Pete Dunn backstage. He says, I'm ready for Colorado. We're going to win that event. We're going to do what we need to do. And... Uh, gets things done. So then I combine the canvas. There's like two segments. I combine the canvas with the with the interview because it kind of happened pretty close together. Um, then we have Kushida versus Timmy Thatcher. This match was so good. A lot of counters. A lot of back and forth wrestling. A lot of like mat based wrestling. Kushida tries for the hoverboard a couple times. At the end he does get it. Before the match even starts. Tomaso Champer. And I love this little bit by, commentary, by Kevin on the commentary. He has a chair. Oh, that doesn't look good. 
is he going to do something? And Charles really, and then next thing Kevin Owens says, oh, he's going to sit in a chair and just watch the match. Okay. I love that little, because he knows the tropes. He understands what's going on. That was just so good. I really appreciate them trying to put that TLC out. So at points, that's just getting distracted by Tampa and... At the second time he gets distracted, Ciampa, get, uh, Kushida gets the upper hand, does her, his jumping arm-like break thing on the outside right in front of Ciampa. That was really cool. Um, kicks. We had so many counters and submissions. And finally, at the end, uh, Kushida puts in the hoverbook lock and pretty much tap, Thatcher taps out immediately from it. I love this because the other thing it did, it made Kushida look strong. He has won so many matches, which is really good. Kushida's won really good amount of matches. He's won maybe like four out of the last seven matches or five out of the last seven matches he's done. He's only lost like one or two. One by DQ and then one, I think he he didn't lose clean. He It was a triple threat kind of thing. After the match, uh, Ciampa says, no, does he have a problem with me now? Because he wants a match with Timmy Thatcher, which is really good. Um, so after this, we had uh, we had a uh, we're gonna have the Kevin Owens show with Leon Ruff. This was actually really good. So Kevin Owens gets a ring, introduces Leon Ruff. He says, I love that passion in you. I love that. But at the same time, you need to, you know, you have the guys in the back that see that you as a joke or not a joke, but see you as not strong. You need to be stronger and more ready to do things. And I love that because Kevin Owens understands it. So Ruff does say something, you know, I, and he says, I beat Johnny Gargano. And Kevin's like, you probably shouldn't have said that because Johnny's about to come out here. If I know what's going to happen, and he counts, he says three, two, one. Johnny, the kid, Johnny pretty much berates Leon Ruff. And, uh, and Kevin was like, Do you want a chair? And he's like, I don't want no chair. <laughs> he tosses the chair out of the ring. Johnny does. And just keeps berating Leon Ruff. And then Johnny's like, Why are you grabbing another chair? I just have a hunch. Um, <laughs> You only beat Leon. You only beat me in the because of help from Damian Priest. And as he says Priest's name, he's like, "Ah, oh, nah." Kevin's like, "Oh no, wait, Priest is coming." And Priest does come out, and Priest pretty much run down both of them. And the whole time, you know, they're going back and forth with each other. And Leon's like, um, Johnny pushes Leon, and you know, at one point, Kevin was like. I wish Tay along with her. We could have it. We could. He could make the triple triple threat match, and but we don't have that. So, <laughs> and then three seconds later, you hear William, William Regal's music hits, and he's like, "We're gonna make the triple threat match at Takeover for the North American title." And the graphic comes up behind them. It's just so good. It was funny, but also kind of like it's like those tropes that you know is gonna happen. So it's a trope in a movie. It's like a trope in a scary movie, which makes sense. Like, he knows all those, like, scary movie tropes. This is wrestling tropes, but the same kind of thing. Awesome. Um, so he makes that match. That's going to happen at War Game at TakeOver. Um, we're also going to have both the War Games matches. I don't know if we're going to have a 
um, championship. They haven't. The only thing we haven't heard is for a women's women's or men's NXT championship match. We don't know yet. Um, I would say probably not. Most likely. Um, so then we have. After we do that, then we have a video package. Uh, Finn Balor kind of just talks about what he, you know, what he's done and what he will do in this division and why he's still the strongest person in the division. After this, we have Cameron Grimes versus Jake Ellis. This match was really good. Grimes looked really good here. And Grimes, has, it's a good back and forth for a bit. Grimes finally takes over, destroys. Uh, Jake Atlas with the cave-in. That move looks painful, but also looks very good. After he wins, he's about to leave, and Loomis kind of pops up from the corner and just stares at him, and Grimes grabs half and kind of runs away, and Loomis has this trap, and he kind of throws a trap to uh, Grimes, and Grimes like, nah, I'm not going to face you in a strap match. I'm not going to do that. Like a leather strap kind of thing, where they would just be kind of close together with one arm in each strap. And William Regal's like, and he walks off. And as there, he's doing this, he shows pictures of what happened to, between him and Grimes during the Halloween match at Halloween Havoc. This has been really good. I do think it is a little redundant because they haven't given Lewis a strong win, or they're gonna give, are they gonna give Grimes heat back? Maybe. Um, ultimately. Looking forward to what they do. I'm so excited. After this, we have... Um, after this, we're going backstage. Kyrus Gramps is walking backstage. They ask, one of the interviews ask him, what do you think about all this? He didn't want to interview. He walks off. William William walks up to him and says, you're going to have that match against Loomis for, at TakeOver for the strap match. And Gramps like, no, I ain't. Yes, you are. And so it is official. Graham Grimes versus Dick Loomis in a strap match. That should be fun. Um, ultimately, I'm not surprised. I think they want to keep this. This feud's been kind of interesting, but not the greatest feud ever. It's kind of just like a back and forth kind of thing. Um, then after this, we had Candice and Storm and Raquel backstage, and they're just kind of talking. And they kind of given their like recap of the, they're gonna be the four women. Then we have Boa, so Boa and Zali are headed somewhere, and they don't really mention where. They're kind of just the master they've been hanging out with kind of comes to them. They head somewhere. They come to, like this warehouse place, and you know she's like, I think one, I just need one more chance. It's all in. Chinese, which is actually really cool. I haven't given that much credit. It's actually really well done for that. Uh, it's all in Chinese. They said, we, I don't want more chance. And the master kind of writes something in the, on their hand in, like, ink. And that's the end of the segment. I don't know what it's leading to. I hope it leads to something cool. But it reminded me of, like, in, uh, like Star Wars and if we're Palpatine kind of stuff. But I don't really think it was supposed to be scary. It's more like that master... And, you know, leader kind of group thing, which is cool nonetheless. Then we have Everrise getting ready for the tag team match. 
versus who I don't know who at the time was supposed to have the match with. Before that, the Grizzly Young Veterans come out, attack Everrise. They cut a promo. We're the Grizzly Young Veterans. We're we're one of the top tag teams in in NXT UK, and we're I'm Liverpool's number one. Uh, and they introduce themselves, and now we're gonna take NXT. NXT by someone will be top NXT now. So now they're part of the NXT division. That is so cool. I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with them because they're fun. They're interesting. I can see them doing working well. Ultimately, I want to see what they do with them. And so they leave and they let Everise still laid out around the ring. So then we have a Dakota Kai. Um, then we have a Rhea Ripley video. Uh, promo in the ring. She says, you know, I hugged I hugged you because we respect for each other. I am not leaving NXT. I have unfinished business. And, well, right before she says that, Cancel Ray interrupts. And Cancel Ray says, what you going to say? And I deserve, you deserve that title? You've fought EO twice and lost. I have, a, I should have a shot at that title now. And, when actually, Candace doesn't really deserve it, but hey. So then the four ladies come out. They beat up. <laughs> literally beat up Rhea Ripley. Before they beat up Raquel Gonzalez has Io Shirai's like unconscious body in in kayfabe. Like she they beat her backstage kind of thing. On her shoulders. They lay her down. She's out of it. And they just destroy Rhea. Nothing nothing on with that. They can't do anything. They walk up the stage. They smile happy like they did what they needed to do. I'm wondering because we got, we get a Blackheart promo earlier in the night, just same little promo video where she's like kind of building stuff with tanks and power tools, all that kind of stuff. I'm wondering if they're going to do a thing where we're going to have EO, Rhea, Emma Moon, and Shotsu Blackheart. That should be awesome. Then we had our main event, which was the event for the War Games Iron Man for the men Kyle O'Reilly versus um, Pete Dunne. This match was hard hitting. This match was painful. Like some of the spots they did in this match, I was so surprised. Like at one point, Pete Dunn just puts the ladder on Kyle Wright's hand and starts climbing up. At another point, we have them hit a suplex through a ladder. We have a dive through a ladder. We have a ladder just getting pushed over and knocking over Pete Dunn. And we have another ladder that's kind of literally gets knocked over. Hits, Pete, hits Kyle Riley and just falls on top of him after that. Uh, man, they took some beatings in this. And ultimately, this match was really good. I I was intrigued by it. I, didn't, I did some notes. I didn't do a lot of notes for this because it was just a good back and forth match. And then at the end, I would say out of everything on NXT, go ahead out of your way to watch that because that was really good. This match was amazing. I say go out of your way to watch that. Go out of the way to watch Evermoon and Cancel right at the beginning. Um, so this match ends where Kyra is about to go up the ladder. A masked figure, figure comes out, goes up the ladder, not tips it over, throws Kyle out the ring right in front of the announce table. And as they're doing that, Pete gets back in the ring, gets up there, climbs the ladder, and gets the briefcase. He wins. They get the advantage at War Games. And the only thing about this is was kind of weird. I like the fact they get the advantage, but I, I love they planted the seed, but I, we also kind of knew that was not going to be the case. They planted the seed, so they said, McAfee said he wasn't going to be there. 
I probably can give you 99% chance that was McAfee in that mask. The only person I could think it could have been is maybe, um, like, maybe somebody else, but like McAfee. So they win. They end the show with the briefcase, and you can just see Pete Dunne just steering a hole into the camera. He looks so good. It looks amazing. Um, I... This NXT was a good three out of maybe three out of four, three and a, three and a half out of five, or yeah, three and a half out of five. It was a middle of the road show. I would give it a four. The other thing was a lot of promo packages, a lot of like video packages, a lot of only a couple matches, and also like at one point, Kent, I I do love the Candice and Raquel and all them storyline through, so that was really good with Johnny. That's really good, so I get it. I'm wondering. For next week, yeah. For next week, are they just gonna build to the other half of that match with uh, Blackheart, e, uh, EO, Rhea, and Ember Moon? If they do, cool. That's fine. Outside of that, the Leon Ruff thing was funny. Fun. I think it just felt like there was. It was too. It felt long, even though NXT is only two hours. It felt long because the first half of the show went really slow. Um, but like I said, I got, go out your way to watch Pete Dunn versus Kyle Ratty. Go out your way to at least watch the Ember Moon uh, and Kansas rematch and watch that little segment there because that was actually really good. The Boa stuff, eh, I hope it gets better. Like other people, it kind of looks weird. It kind of looks kind of hokey. I don't know what they're going with it. I hope you have like Gal Dunn with Hasman back on TV. The promo thing was good. I think they need to get back in for matches. Where's Swerve Scott? Where's you know, you have all these. You saw we told you guys tonight against Cameron Grimes. That was fun. I think the Luma stuff's interesting, but you need to build out that story. Overall, I would say go your way to watch. Go away, go your way to watch part of the show, not all of it. I like I said, three out of five, three point five out of five, is a middle of the road show. But ultimately, they're building to the take over. They still have a week left, which takeover that takeover's coming fast. By the way, we need that was quick, like no time in between. But I do thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hope everyone has a happy and very safe Thanksgiving out there today. Um, and I hope you from next time. I'll be back on Saturday to do, or Friday night to do my SmackDown review and cover the rest of the NFL. But I hope you hear from next time and see you then. See ya. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.